0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of 13. We'd like to start by thanking our new patrons. Kelsey, Cole Bredinger, William Sachowski, Let Daka, Elliot Kay, Jennifer Cornelius, Haley Matthews, Lauren Parker, Mandy Brown, Danny Yeager, Travis Osterhaus, Madeline Sella, Jessica Hinman, Justin Montgomery, Wiley Caudill, Michael Izaki, and Mama Hazard. If I mispronounce your names, let us know and we'll fix it in the next episode. We really couldn't do this without you. Our patrons get access to our Patreon-exclusive Discord. There, you can chat with us about the show or whatever else is on your mind. We used to tell you about a topic or two that we'd been discussing, but honestly, the Discord is so active now that we can't really pin it down to one or two things. There's another patron movie night in the works and lots of other fun, too. If you want in on 13 Patreon Movie Night, sign up for our Patreon, join the Discord, and dive in. Patrons also get access to bloopers, behind-the-scenes audio, and weekly updates on the show. They get stickers, t-shirts, and coffee mugs, too. Sign up to support the show at patreon.com forward slash 13pod. Speaking of merch, last month we rolled out our very ghosty and sometimes sexy, always spooky merch – This month, we've got Podslut shirts, mugs, and other fun merch, too. Check out the merch link in the show notes to find it. Also, this month Ian was on another podcast called The Hex Files, where he talked about the show and gave some insight into some of your favorite episodes, including the inspiration for one of the storylines in House in the Highlands. That episode is scheduled to release today, the 13th, so check out the show notes to find the link. This month, we have a story from Amanda Cecilia Lang entitled Shrieking Willow. Amanda is a horror author and aspiring recluse from Denver, Colorado. Her scary stories currently haunt several podcasts, e-zines, and anthologies. You can stalk her at AmandaCeciliaLange.com. Just don't be surprised if she leaps out at you from the shadows. And with that, on with the show. The legend of Shrieking Willow was old when my grandparents were young. Grand says that Willow was a girl like any girl who ever died from a broken heart. At night, she walks the mountain where she fell to her brutal end, searching for the moonlit lover who left her to die alone, and shrieking at young couples who dare to be in love. Sometimes she is the silver mist that blows through the forest where the trees grow. Crooked, like girls bent at the spine. Sometimes she appears as a gauzy, shadow-mouthed specter, high atop the cliff beside the falls. Or as a nude, fish-pale body, shimmering on the surface of the water below. Some believe that she was once a maiden of the native tribes, or the wayward daughter of colonial settlers, or even a nubile spirit of the Black Hills themselves. But no matter who tells her story, those lucky, happy couples who see Willow always agree on one thing. If she shrieks at you and yours... It means your love will last forever. I've waited my entire life to hear her scream. Adam turns on to a slow dirt road. The desolate scent of pine breezes through the windows. Traces of moonlight glide across my blindfold. I know where he's taking me. And not just by the sweet, nervous way he lured me into the passenger seat, or the inevitability of it all. It's the mountain's eerie roller coaster gravity. Not everyone feels it, but I always do. It sweeps over me long before the road runs out. Heavy granite sinks into my bones. My stomach floats on eddies of vertigo, up is down, inside is out, fantasy is reality. We're finally doing this. My senses buzz on overdrive by the time our tires crunch to a stop. Adam double checks my blindfold and then guides me into the brisk open air. My feet are dizzy. My first steps tangle on loose rock. He steadies my hips and walks me forward. Careful now. His hands tremble, and I wonder if it's from the possibility of a ghost or of our first full night alone together. Have you guessed where we are? I hope so, I say as the blindfold lifts. A rocky dead end. Darkness. Trees. I've never been here after sunset. Up ahead, hanging from a split rail fence, a lantern burns against the evergreen night. Beyond that, a long white shadow floats between the branches. Caught wide-eyed in the lamp glow, A shiver of terror thrills through me and I clutch Adam's arm a split second before bursting with delicious, nervous laughter. Gotcha, he says. It's only cheesecloth hanging there, wavering in a slow breeze, cut in the shape of a bedsheet ghost. You put that there? My heart swells. He must have driven up here earlier just to do it. He shrugs, so full of tiny gestures that they're second nature. I'm just setting the mood, in case the real thing has the night off. Impossible, I say, as I stare into the murky dark trees. She's out there, probably watching us right now, don't you think? Adam nods. I think if anyone can make her jealous, it's us. He takes my hand, concealing his skepticism like a gentleman. But really, it doesn't matter what he believes. The legend of Willow is in my blood. My grandparents saw her when they were our age, and they're the happiest couple I know. It's my favorite bedtime story. Grand says Willow appeared on the cliffs above their campsite. A smudge of white wind, shrieking at them to beat the choir. That's how she knew Granddad was her one and only. Adam sweeps my curls behind my shoulders, and his grin turns ever serious. You sure you ready for this, Annalee? The lantern light carves his bookish features with fiery new angles. Usually so straight-laced, he stands before me, defiant and daring and a little wild, a hero from my own gothic romance. The cheesecloth willow flutters behind him like sweet surrender, and I wonder what other surprises he has waiting. I guide my arms around his strong shoulders and kiss him until our heartbeats turn primal. I whisper against his lips, I've never been so ready. As he pulls our overnight packs from the truck, a nervous warmth blossoms inside my chest. We've whispered about this night since freshman year All the candy-flavored kisses in the back row of the Rialto All those steady dates with the bedroom door closed So many sweet, scary moments where we climbed to the edge of Almost Up ahead, the split-rail fence stretches in both directions And there's a sign Danger Forgotten Falls No trespassing. The wind holds its breath, and the moonlight pools in jagged spaces above the treetops, ethereal and swirling. Water crashes in the distance, calling to us. I take an unsteady step forward. Do you think we'll get in trouble? Adam hops the fence and offers me his hand. I think it's worth the risk. For a guilty split second, the good girl inside me balks. My grandparents still think I'm spending the weekend marathoning rom-coms at my best friend's house. And I was, until Adam appeared at her window, throwing pebbles and holding a blindfold out to me. I never lie to them. I always follow the rules, but it's the summer before college and this night is long overdue. Besides, I think Gran would understand. Adam and I exchange rebellious smiles. Then I take his hand and cross over. Before we get started, he double checks our gear and trades the electric lantern for a heavy-duty flashlight. The beam cuts a hole through the darkened forest. Adam chuckles. Sorry, not as romantic, but it gets tricky deeper in. We should watch our feet. There's no path, only the distant, watery murmur of the falls adam takes the lead and i trust every step even at the peak of spontaneity he always has a plan his flashlight washes out the ponderosas and quaking aspens we pass the branches seem to reach for us bright and wraith-like although the rocky ground has only the slightest incline my equilibrium tilts And my stomach floats in giddy knots. That upside-down gravity again. Do you feel that? I steady myself against him. Getting dizzy out here. He kisses my forehead. It's spooky. I think I'm love drunk. I grab his hand and hold my arms out. Walking an invisible tightrope. You know what I mean. This mountain is off balance. Over the years, everyone from physicists to geologists to paranormal investigators have studied this area and its mysterious gut-bending qualities. They all have their pet theories, optical illusions, electromagnetism, even vortexes. Of course, Gran says it's Willow's forsaken heart that hangs heavy in the air here, wetting the stones and twisting the trees. As we weave between branches, I try to sense invisible eyes on us. Has Willow noticed Adam's strong silhouette? Does she see how he sweeps me up like wings in a fairy tale? It's not just his Eagle Scout confidence. It's his purity, his earnest chivalry. Every day with him is a waking adventure. Every small moment the next best moment of my life. Love drunk, indeed. I yank Adam to a stop, silencing our footsteps. I turn an ear to the cool night. Searching for a jealous murmur. What? Adam says. Do you hear something? The night holds silent. There's a pounding in my chest. I press his hand against the front of my jacket. Can you feel my heart? Always and forever. He bows like a knight and I giggle. Exactly the kind of romantic cheese that makes our friends roll their eyes. But I live for this. I'll never get enough. We continue on. Slowly, the air turns heavy with the promise of wet earth. The tumbling thunder of the falls echoes around us, louder and louder. We're close. Up ahead, Adam's light brushes the skeletal white arm of something crooked and abnormal. I gasp, delighted, and aim his hand in that direction. One of her trees! The aspen stands bent at an extreme angle, and the top branches skew sideways, the sparse leaves twisting like fingers. I flutter my hand, teasing a wave. Why, hello, you sad, lonely thing. Adam chuckles. We pass dozens more, each tree bent and bowing into the landscape at random angles aspens, ponderosas, white spruce. I've seen these same trees in the daylight, of course. But that doesn't stop the goose flesh from prickling the length of my neck. Not axe-cracked or staked down, they grow like this on their own. To me, they've always seemed like tragic, forgotten dolls, leaning outward, reaching for something that will never be theirs. Looking at them too long makes me feel as if I'm tumbling off the edge of the sky. I look toward him. This place is amazing in the dark. It feels like the entire forest is floating. Adam presses his finger against my lips and makes a shushing sound. Look. He clicks the flashlight off. The shadows are immediate. My eyes strain against the expanding, jagged darkness. Then I see it. Something glowing up ahead. A pathway of lanterns. They flicker inside a misty silver gloom, leading the way like will-o'-the-wisps. I don't have to glance sideways to feel him grinning. I grab his hand, or does he grab mine? We race each other forward, passing lantern after lantern until we burst from the tree line into open air. My blood rushes like I'm falling, even with a meadow firmly underfoot and the forgotten falls rising above us. The waterfall reflects the moonlight and pulls my attention to the high cliffs to the place where the river seems to pour from the sky I brace myself against Adam but Willow isn't up there no lovely wispy white shadow glaring down at us from the edge not even an afterimage of all my daydreams not yet The night is young, Adam whispers in my ear, reading my mind. I turn and take it all in. We stand knee deep in wild grass and pink fireweed. The meadow reaches all the way to the murky shore. Nearby, more lanterns illuminate a campsite with a stone fire pit and a two person tent. It's perfect. You did all of this? I asked. He admires the view. Well, not all this. The power of the water swirls through me. This is it. This is where they say she died. Beneath the falls, down where the jagged boulders ring the edge of the waterline. Like teeth in a jawbone. Willow and her lover used to swim right here They'd run naked and dive from the cliffs The euphoria and the gorgeous thrill of air on their skin as they fell No one knows if that long ago girl stumbled Or was pushed Or simply leapt that final time Only that a luckier fall would have landed her safely Deep in the reflecting pool Come out, come out, Adam calls The air feels playful, but heavy A ridiculously earnest part of me longs for this Willow only unleashes her jealousy Upon couples who outshine the love she lost Her voice is the inverse of a curse I believe in her like I believe in heaven And happily ever after I want her to be true. The full moon is bright enough to see by as we bring our little campsite to life. Adam ignites the kindling in the fire pit, humming songs from old movies. I collect the electric lamps from the trees and arrange them around the meadow, like set pieces in a dream. All the while, we trade soft kisses and keep our eyes on the cliffside. I catch myself smiling slyly, a little cruelly. Are you watching, Willow? Is your envy turning you green? By the time our campfire burns hot and crackling, the suspense has me ready to burst. I grab the flashlight What are we waiting for? Adam looks to me. What do you mean? Let's climb to the top. I aim the beam at the craggy edges that ladder up the cliffside. I hear stories all the time about people climbing up there and living to tell about it. Looks easy. Don't you want to see what it's like where Willow fell? elite? no Adam sounds genuinely horrified Imagine the story we'd have He gave me a look I promised your granddad we wouldn't go up there Well that stops me I swing the light his way You what? He shields his eyes and his smile turns bashful I might have asked your grandparents' permission to take you up here. Laughter, sweet nerdy relief bubbles from me. So much for our rebellious streak. You asked for their blessing? Who do you think packed your sleeping bag? Your grandma called me an honorable young gentleman. Actually, that sounds just like Gran. Sappy, and perfectly romantic. She and Granddad met in kindergarten, just like Adam and me. They started dating as freshmen in high school, just like Adam and me, and they were accepted to the same university, just like Adam and me. And of course, they only have eyes for each other. Gran invites Adam to supper so often I'm convinced she only wants to moon at us over the pot roast and reminisce about young love. And who can blame her? It makes you feel daring, electric and wild. I return my light to the cliff and trace the water to the bottom. People do it all the time. Jump. The water's deep enough. Adam squeezes my hand. Doesn't matter how deep it is if we break our necks climbing rocks in the dark. Besides, I might know another way up there, but not until morning. You promise? He takes my other hand. Have I ever let you down? That's enough for me. As a backup adventure, we slip off our hiking boots and tiptoe to the shore. The rippling water around my ankles is an icy, exhilarating shock. I shiver. I can't stop smiling. A shapeless silver mist hangs over the water where the pool catches the falls. Even in the shallow end, the spray caresses my face. It should be deafening, but it sinks into the background as if I've always heard it. I marvel at the tranquility, the floating stillness. Is this the breath before the scream? Adam wraps his arms around me and scans the rocky cliffside. Now what? I bite my lip. I don't know It's funny, actually I always imagined us being here would be enough The way Grand tells it Willow just suddenly appeared Adam's heard Grand's story nearly as many times as I have Your granddad thinks it was the wind howling down the cliffs, he says I stare out at the water scanning the boulders for a smudge of ethereal white wind. Granddad has no imagination. Which rock do you think broke her back? Adam sucks in a breath. Christ, Annalee, that's grim. It's what they say happened. They also say her man watched from the shore and then left her to die. You really don't believe it? He darkens. I don't believe anyone could abandon someone they love like that. I lean over and search my moonlit reflection. Maybe he didn't love her. Maybe he had someone better waiting at home. I kept my eyes on my reflection hoping to find Willow's sunken, fish-pale face staring back, pining, and abandoned. It's only me there, cherub cheeks, loose blonde curls. Maybe he just got bored with her. I look eerily beautiful, Where is that ghost? I glare at the cliffs and then whirl on Adam. Embrace him like he just slayed his first dragon. I drag my damsel fingers through his thick, windswept hair. I exaggerate every slow, lusty kiss, putting on a show, brandishing him like a weapon. All's fair, right? By the time we stop, our skin is on fire. I shout up to the sky. You see that? that? He's all all mine. I like the way my voice cracks and echoes against the cliffside. Adam chuckles. Be careful, a woman scorned. I brace for icy fingers to reach from the water and curl around my ankles. But, after several minutes, my feet only turn numb. Willow's a no-show. At last, Adam takes my hand again. The campfire's getting low. A sudden shyness adding gravity to his voice. And I agree Our eyes meet It's time We cross the meadow hand in hand As we reach the campsite A new kind of nervousness pulses through me Altogether achy and wonderful After Adam tends to the fire We sit together and warm our feet Our shoulders wrapped in an oversized sleeping bag. We have a magical view of the falls. But all I see is Adam. Are you disappointed? Am I? Maybe. I was hoping we'd have a story to tell our grandkids one day. But then again, I'm not here for a campfire tale. I brush my lips against him Across his mouth His jawline His throat He tastes like first kisses and dizzy mountain air I don't need a ghost to tell me what I already know I slide my hand down and undo his top button He pulls back Holding me in a solemn Burning gaze. Are you sure? I press his open palm to my chest. Feel my heartbeat. My entire ribcage thunders like the falls. I've never been so sure. By the light of the campfire, beneath a sky full of stars, this moment is inevitable. A rustle of clothing. Then we are bare and warm and trembling inside the sleeping bag. We've never done this before, but it feels like we've been waiting all our lives. A gentle sting, then sweet. I gasp, and Adam goes very still. Concern and firelight flickering across his face. I'm fine He moves slowly Shy Hungry Kissing me deeper While I tighten my arms around him I never want to let go I close my eyes And let his body unlock me Let my spirit loosen from my flesh Until I am his Completely Wholly intertwined I want to whimper. I want to cry out. I want to exhale our love and hear it echo off the cliffsides. The mountain tilts with us until we're floating, tumbling deliciously. The wind stirs cool fingers in my hair. If I open my eyes while gravity is still spinning, I'm certain I'll catch something watching us from the trees. Spine bent, misty and reaching, I smile wickedly, and for a quick, icy heartbeat, I sense the piercing jealousy of a thousand shrieking ghosts. Then Adam whispers my name, and I'm back with him. It's just the two of us. Always. Cool fingers snake across my shoulders and I wake to darkness. My exposed skin prickles, but it's not just the cold. I sense immediately that I'm alone. I sit up. Adam? My head feels loose. My mind swoons. The darkness fills my eyes. I press a hand to my temple, and my fingertips brush a band of cotton. He blindfolded me? Slowly, I pull the cloth from my eyes. Darkness still. Where are the stars? My spirit feels turned around, disconnected. Unfelt wind rushes a thin nylon ceiling above my head. I'm inside the tent I wrap my arms across my naked chest And get my bearings I remember Adam holding me inside the sleeping bag My nude body tender and exhausted We fell asleep next to the fire Beneath the open sky Sometime during the night We must have crawled inside the tent But I don't remember waking up I call his name louder this time, and my fingers curl around the blindfold. Why isn't he answering me? I grope around the gritty, empty floor for my clothing. My hand brushes the scattered lumps of my boots and a jacket. I pull them on quickly and unzip the door. In the chilly, open air, my exposed legs tremble. And my body aches in delicate new ways My footsteps sound unnatural Scraping and dull I approach the cold ashes in the fire pit It's not like Adam to let the fire burn out Our sleeping bag sits nearby A flattened and forgotten husk I'm suddenly desperate for the light But the lanterns I placed around the campsite are missing. Though I can't quite form the words, something hollow starts happening inside me. Why would Adam do this? Why would he leave me alone, naked and blindfolded, after everything we just gave to each other? The meadow is slow-moving shadows, Wild grass sways like seaweed in the murkiest depths The stars have gone impossibly black The moon hides behind the smoky gray arm of a cloud Without the lunar reflection The falls disappear into the cliffside Like a phantom lover slipping back into the night My eyes slide to the top where they say a heartbroken girl fell to her doom. I don't want to look. There's no one up there. The emptiness is disorienting. It continues to gut me. I turn in a small circle, tightening my arms around myself. Adam, please... All color has abandoned the night A soft breeze rattles the tent Creating the illusion of unseen hands groping for the exit That's not Adam I slink backward into the tall grass While gravity sucks at the meat in my chest Where is he? The promise we made to each other is still raw upon me I can still feel him I scream his name My voice ricochets off the cliffs Nothing Nothing A branch snaps behind me Splitting the night I turn to face the trees And I see her In the light of a single lantern Willow I don't know how I missed her before. She must have been floating there this whole time, a white shadow against the murky evergreens. A sting of relief bleeds through me. It's Adam's cheesecloth ghost. The gauzy spirit ripples like a flag, waving to me from the trees. In the dim, I can just make out another light deeper in the forest, another beyond that. The message is clear. Follow me. I race to the tree line. The flashlight hangs beside the lantern. With a growing smile, I unhook it and aim the beam between the branches. Movement. Deeper in. A flash of Adam's naked chest blurs through my light. Is he crazy? With the chill in the air? Of course, all I'm wearing is boots and a jacket. I don't waste another second. I chase after him, drunk on the memory of his touch and the tumbling gravity of the mountain. My quick breath echoes the crunching rhythm of his footsteps. I catch washed-out glimpses of him in my flashlight. Pale shoulders and arms slipping behind a white spruce. I call his name and my voice ricochets. I can't tell if he calls back. I can barely tell sky from ground. I reach the first lantern. It hangs from a crooked ponderosa. The malformed trunk bows at the waist. Sinking deeper even as I watch. A trick of the light, but the drifting sight of it slows me. A twig snaps. Adam again. Almost 20 trees ahead. A bright flash of eyes and grinning teeth. I bolt after him. My flashlight dances jagged lines across the forest. I follow the path of the lanterns, each one suspended from trees with glowing skeletal branches. My legs beat with upside-down adrenaline. My earlier unease turns to exhilaration. But he's too fast, dashing through the trees ahead. I cry out to him to wait. The gap between us starts to shrink, closer. And closer until I pass the final lantern. Adam vanishes. I stop cold and sweep the forest with my light. Nothing moves ahead. The air is utter silence. I realize I've lost the sound of the falls. The woods can disorient fast. I know that, but I should still be able to hear the water. I turn around, head spinning. The forest behind me is featureless. The lanterns have gone dark. Adam? A branch cracks immediately behind me. It was as loud as thunder and intimately close. It could be the sound of my own spine snapping. I lurch out of my flesh and pivot with my light. How did he sneak up so fast? You goof. But the words wither on my lips. The trees are bent. Every last one. The massive trunks bow away from me at brutal angles. Every treetop reaching, every branch stretching for a single distant point in the forest. There, in the center of the tree fall, holding a lantern, waiting for me, Adam, the boy I've known all my life, the only boy I'll ever love. Adam. The trees I stagger toward him But something slithers around his waist I stop cold I freeze to my very marrow Hideous female hands stroke Adam's torso Fingers like water-bloated worms Crawl around his waist and his stomach Muddy and slimy They glide upward and fondle his naked chest. Adam tilts his head at me. His lips curve upward in slow, carnal pleasure. The rest of the creature appears like mist behind him. Her ethereal, malformed torso slumps sideways, boneless and waterlogged. Jagged knobs of spinal cord protrude from her ragged flesh, and her endless murky hair hangs like a midnight waterfall. Her arms cling tighter around Adam, hideously, horribly long, branches bound in bruised flesh. They snap and pop like twigs underfoot. She doesn't let go, and he doesn't struggle. He just stands there, with that gruesome sideways smile. The thing that is Willow glares at me, and I see rage, not jealousy, in those empty, fish-eaten eyes. Her mouth unhinges, and she sucks the wind into her wheezing, rib-punctured lungs, inhaling the misty gloom deeper and deeper preparing to shriek for a weightless second my vision doubles my spirit tumbles and i see myself from her angle me a blood-drained husk with limp blonde curls and horrified eyes rooted in place by the deity i once worshipped i never should have tempted her She caresses the top button of Adam's jeans. The spell breaks, and I cry out Get away from him! I stagger forward, but my vision tumbles again and I collapse over my own tangled feet, slamming the ground with my lungs. I gasp, try to breathe, try to see past the sudden, prickling darkness. My hands fumble across pine needles roping grasping for the flashlight and nothing's there nobody's there the trees are normal tall and upright it's strange all those starry-eyed years listening to ghost stories it never occurred to me to be afraid pushing up onto my knees. I want to laugh, but can barely breathe. I press a hand against my pounding head. Was that even real? A legend-induced hallucination? Those slimy hands caressing Adam's chest? His savage, euphoric grin? The after-images sear my vision. I try to blink them away. I hear my name echoing through the night. Adam's voice from impossibly far away, sending a flock of sleeping birds full feather into the sky. I pivot toward the sound with a sob of manic relief, shouting, I'm here! I'm here! I'm here. The lanterns are there. They line the woods, showing the way back to him. I can hear the falls again. My knees wobble, liquid bones, but I rush toward the lights and the sound of Adam calling. When I break through the trees, he's there waiting. He tilts his head, taking me in. My scratched legs and pale, lingering horror. He holds a hand out to me. Told you I knew another way to the top. As he says it, the mountain flips upside down, my stomach plunges, and I stagger backwards with a gasp. The falls are magnificent and nearby, but we're not at the bottom any longer. We're standing on the cliff, high above the meadow in the place where the river leaves the sky two final lanterns mark the edge lights on a runway it's the second most amazing thing I've seen all night Adam she's out there I saw her I I almost tell him everything how Willow broke the trees how she was horrible and muddy and had her hands all over him insidiously enthusiastic way he let her but the story withers on my lips I breathe it back in that wasn't Adam whatever hideous illusion that was back there between the trees it won't be part of our legend what's real is right in front of me Standing tall and cherished on the edge. Flesh and blood and the other half of my soul. We haven't been this close since we fell asleep. Skin to skin beside the campfire. We lock eyes and a kind of shyness overtakes me. We're different now, yet still the same. My body burns with sweet, raw memories. And as I approach him, my blood beats for our next adventure. We walk between the lanterns and peer down the welcoming arm of the river. We contemplate the drop into the moonlit pool below. It's going to be deep and cold. But this is Adam, after all. Even at the height of spontaneity, he has a plan. What do you think, Emily? His words whisper chills through me. I can't believe we're standing here, even as I know it's inevitable. Are you ready? I take his hand, or does he take mine? We back away from the edge. Giving ourselves a running start. Hand in hand, we rush and fly and soar over the side. Gravity returns and yanks us straight down, falling, plummeting, loving. It all happens in a slow motion heartbeat. The air rushes past us, lifting my hair, and I hear my voice on the wind, and down below, I see the meadow. ...and our campsite below. The campfire still burns. The lamps still dot the tall grass. And Adam's strong form is still there... ...in the sleeping bag. I feel his hand tighten around mine... ...slimy and wormy and cold. I jerk sideways, but there's no time to scream... A bloated, muddy creature with whipping dark hair plummets beside me. She yanks me close, embraces me from behind. Her gangly, fish-pale arms squeeze my waist, and we break against the rock. Our spines split with the crack of a thousand trees. I crush her, and she slams through me. My spirit It tears loose from my fibers. In the dizzy, black seconds that follow, my limp body slides off the rock. Blood and spirit. I slip into the water, dying like Willow once died. My tragedy will twist the trees. With the last of myself, I turn toward the shore. I try to call for Adam, but my voice chokes on sorrow and mist. And yet someone shouts his name. Someone does. Floating beneath the falls, I hear my voice echo against the cliffside. A heartbeat later, Adam's flashlight zigzags across my face. And he splashes through the water He wades close And there is raw terror in his voice Annalee, are you insane? Did you jump? I can feel the split-branch nightmare Of my spine protruding from my back But Adam's expression softens His sudden relief disorients me he tells me I'm okay, I just knocked the air for myself. He helps me get to my feet and walks me from the water, wet glistening legs and sagging blonde curls. Only, only the mountain is upside down and misty and I witness all of this from outside myself. My body walks with Adam Possessed, lovely, upright, even as my spirit bobs here in the water. No, 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 no. I twist and writhe until my feet sink into the muddy shallows. I attempt to stand upright, but my torso slumps sideways. My arms stretch outward like branches. I reach for Adam, but he leads the girl that isn't me from the shore and into the firelight his voice full of concern as he drapes her in a sleeping bag she smiles wickedly and presses his hand against her bare chest feel my heartbeat he leans in to kiss her I reach and reach but cannot touch him my mouth unhinges and the wind rushes from me A gale force of howling despair. Adam breaks their kiss just long enough to ask, Did you hear that? Thank you for joining us for this episode of 13. If you like what you heard, stop what you're doing and leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. This was Shrieking Willow by Amanda Cecilia Lang, narrated by Brooke Jeanette. Editing and sound design by Liz Walker, Music by Kayla Ritchie, with assistance from Bridget Howard and Ian Epperson. Our producer level patrons are Rick Linville, Tattooed Fox, Rhiannon. Sean Yeri, Autumn Harbour, and Anthony Diaz. Thanks for your support. Our Patreon partners get access to an exclusive Discord channel to chat with the creators and a second monthly reading. Merch, bloopers, behind-the-scenes content, and weekly updates on the show. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at some version of 13Pod or Pod13. Just look for the logo. Seriously, come say hi. We'll have links in the show notes. You'll also find a link to the hex files in our show notes. If you'd like to submit a story to be performed on the show or contact us about anything else, get in touch at info at 13podcast.com. You can find that in the show notes, too. Bridget Howard wants to take you for a walk in the forest. Thanks for listening. See you next month.